Welcome to episode 95 of Unlimited Railworks, video game to choose, anime podcast. I am your host, Rose, and with me, back at it again, is John. I'm here this time, but I haven't really watched too much again, so, you know, whatever. Me either, buddy. Let me tell you, it, 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 we've talked about it a lot. This season is not so good. Not a lot no. of uh, motivating factors, let's say, oh, <laughs> to keep oh. up with things. Uh, that said, Maverick, you're still watching some stuff. You, I mean, you dropped a lot, thankfully, for your own, you know, well-being, but... Yeah, no, I finally stopped hating myself. <laughs> I'm um, really glad you don't have to see the cuckoos around anymore. That's That's a relief. I, I I accept that whatever I was looking for, it was not going to be there. And for people that find something in that show, I don't interact with them enough to actually bother to make a debate. <laughs> probably for the best, you know. Yeah, yeah probably I mean, for the best. That that's what it was. The, like you can literally timestamp whenever I said it in like one of these episodes that I went. I'm still watching it because I got to be able to provide an argument for why this is bad. And I've watched enough to know, hey, this isn't for me. I think there are things that do this much better. If anything, I feel kind of invigorated to go find other stuff that you could see and be like, dog, this might be kind of dicey. But from what I hear, could actually be like pretty solid. Because literally, what could be worse? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You, you reach into the bottom of the barrel enough times just to get the, like, sense memory. And if nothing else is triggering that sense memory, then honestly, that's already, like, a bonus. But also, like, it, it is surprising that there are at least a few shows that are, like, I, I would say standout for just the actual year. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like to talk about any of those? Because uh, Elvie's not here. I don't have anyone else to introduce. Since Elvie, Elvie just got back from a, a big trip, and what a trip it sounds like. Uh, so it's just us, if you wanted to get us started on talking about something. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would say uh, there, there's a funny little connection between I would, um, Licorice Recoil and Call of the Night um, in that they are both at the point where they have introduced some level of stakes to the situation now that we're a good, like, month Three away. quarters. Yeah. Because, like, fall is coming in hot. Uh, like, um, October, as soon as October hits, we're getting a lot of just new, 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 new. And so... Funnily enough, um, to, to at least get into a bit of Call of the Night, we actually find out, one, 
Um, Nazuna is not the only vampire. Um, she is just like with a bunch of other vampires in the area, one of which try to like um, get up with Ko, and then they started fighting, and it got really dicey, and then it turns out that there's just a whole bunch of them. Uh, a whole bunch of nice vampire women who are very eager to try and just like you know get themselves some uh get themselves some blood and it's a fun little maneuver of just like everyone trying to do their whole like bit like mo- more or less the equivalent of like co being at like a hostess club and everyone trying to do their like routine to like entice him and he's kind of just like nah i'm like kind of interested in Nazuna the most but I'm still figuring that stuff out because dog I don't know and with the most recent episode there's like maybe implications that he might be like gay or just like something else is going on where it's like yeah no there's a lot to unpack there and in his mind he thinks oh well it'll be fine because I'll like no matter how many years it'll take I will be able to do this and they're immediately like nah um if you're not turned yet, you've got about a year. So, chop chop. <laughs> and at first he's like, oh, you know, I guess I'll die. And then his friend that um comes out every now and then is kind of just like, well, no, think about it. So, you are basically not dead anytime you get your blood sucked. Correct. And they know that you're a human who knows about vampires. Correct. So, a <laughs> one-year time limit in order to make sure that you get turned into a vampire, kind of sounds like they're planning to kill you after that year. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. I thought I was going to, like, succumb to the illness. And so, at least, like, gives enough of a framework for what's going on. And then just more development with Nazuna and Go. Like, it's... It's also funny seeing, like, an in-character realization of, like, oh, God, is this, like, weird? Because um, in the latest episode, Ko's other friend, who's sort of, like, another, like, Ganguro, like, um, popular type, but who really thinks, like, oh, no, like, oh, the three of us are friends, right? So just, like, if you've ever, like, been friends with the popular kid and you forget, like, oh, wow, like... The popular kid actually cares about her friendship. I didn't know that. And, like, this is where you get these moments where he's like, yeah, I mean, he's so cool and popular and his parents from the flower shop. I don't know. It it feels like anyone would want to be near him. (laughs) And, like, waxing poetic to his friend and just, like, no one sort of thinking, hey, is there maybe something else going on that where this whole like falling in love thing might be a little bit tricky? But like adding in a wrinkle where with like the new friend, he's going out at night seeing somebody. I like that there's this implication of like, oh, maybe it's the other vampire that we saw. But at the end of the uh, episode, he's just out with an older woman and Nazana has sort of this realization of like, fuck what, what what is this situation really like what are we doing here and it kind of just slips away where it's like you know do i like how serious do i have to be about this so it isn't just like a glancing thing it i feel like it brings a lot of like roundness to what was going on 
because like I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting any sort of development by the end of the show, but having that um, additional just like wrinkle into the whole plan at least gives insight into what the rest of this manga could look like and then how that could get adapted. So I'm still having a good time. I'm glad that it's still just really, really un- like a nice little addition to my schedule. Yeah, I um, I'm still not caught up on it yet. I'm, I'm only I watched like up to episode three, I think, or something. Um, but I have a friend who just I think got caught up all the way on the manga, um, mm. and it seems pretty good. It seems like they 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 do a good job. It seems like like they're at least really liking it, and it, they're always posting you know screenshots or whatever. They look for, it looks fun. It looks nice. It seems like they introduce a lot of fun characters like over time. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about just picking up the manga myself at this point. It seems good. Like, the, the art seems basically one-to-one in a way that's, like, really charming. Because I think it has a really cute art style, obviously. I love that Dagashikashi style of oh yeah art. Super cute. I feel like there was... That ah, doesn't matter. Um... John. Um... Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Um, you watched a little bit of more of the Big O, huh? That uh, yeah, old, did. that old classic, old that old chestnut. standby. Yeah. How's yeah, it going? Hey, I'm four episodes into the second season. Now. Oh, you're ahead of me now. Wow. Amazing. I stopped at like three. I think that they are doing really cool stuff still. Honestly, yeah. I am still enjoying it. I, I, I'm interested to see what they're building up towards because it does, in fact, feel like they are introducing things to actually bring it all around. You know, instead yeah. of just being like, oh, here's another mysterious thing. Here's another mysterious thing. I think the mysterious things are actually going to turn into something soon. Um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, they just got the fucking Joker in this one now. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. Got, but he's like an assassin now, and he's just like he, he's he's a little silly with it. He's not he's not full on, uh, kidding around, I would say. But you know that's that's pretty good, I would say. Um, and then they do have the guy who is basically the scarecrow, have a big old uh diatribe about fear. Which you know again, they're 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 hitting the notes. They're hitting the notes, but. They're still they're making jazz with it though you know they're using the same notes, but they're not putting them in the same order. So I respect it. I respect it a lot. I really love. I don't know what what you would call that specifically, but I love the genre of like procedural shift into narrative focus show. Yeah. Um. Because one of my favorite shows is like Person of Interest, right? And they do do they do that exactly? Like that shows a, a procedural for like the first two th- like two and a half seasons and then it becomes like um has a main plot and they all the episodes like sit in a little procedurally but they they have like a little bit of tidbits that like add up to a greater whole before becoming fully focused and i love that i think it's a lot of fun because you get a lot of like character work in that early stuff mm-hmm. um that helps make it so that when you get in the stories you're like oh i know a lot a lot about this character from all of these silly you know one-off things mm-hmm. um that's fun. I was really sad hearing because I mean, obviously, this is like you know Batman animated series adjacent. I was sad finding out like that they were going to make a new Batman animated series thing, and that just got canceled 
in the uh, discovery stuff. It actually did not. Uh, it's getting oh, shopped it around. It's getting shopped oh, okay. around. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, because mm-hmm. I I need that. You know, I love procedural stuff, especially in animation. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, at least like when it when it's going for it, right? Because there's plenty of like slice of life anime and stuff like that that are like different week to week, but fundamentally like not the same mm-hmm. type of thing I look for, like actiony. Um, yeah, I, I want to see Batman doing kicks and shit, and yeah, I, I like yeah, yeah. I like to see Roger Smith doing kicks and shit. Yeah, definitely. I need to I do need to get back to that, but I've I've been like I've been really trying to like keep like do like one project at a time basically with anime um no you're you're uh, right to do that you're right to do that but i did just you know earlier today um i did look at the xbox one s sitting out on the on in the in the living room and i was just like damn yeah i was using that to watch big o i'll watch some of that later yeah Um, I didn't watch as much because I, I was gonna sit down and watch like a bunch of episodes. Honestly, like I made a joke on Twitter. I made a joke on Twitter, like, "Oh, I'm going to wa- going to watch exactly one episode of the Big O," but um, I did go to the to the mechanic for a hot minute. So I did I did watch more than one. I watched two, so I did get to see two episodes instead of one. Mm-hmm. So it's it was still a joke. It just wasn't as fun. It wasn't as funny of a joke because I I, I could have watched more. So my recent project was, I, I've been juggling a bunch of things. Like, I've been trying to finish uh, March Comes mm-hmm. In Like a Lion, right? I'm, like, most of the, right. almost done the first the first season, whatever, the second core of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we watched uh, all of Thunderbolt Fantasy 2 right. over the last uh, couple weeks. Um, and that one's really fun. Um it's uh i think it it really has a strength that the original season didn't have because obviously the original season they have to introduce all these characters right um including i think most like importantly the the main character (laughs) they kind of have to go the whole show without explaining the main character's deal Mm. um and the second one just from the get-go it's like you know who everyone is um and we're introducing new characters but we're introducing new characters like every few episodes instead of every episode and i think it gives it a lot of room to breathe and a lot of time to have fun character work uh with like the enigmatic gale and stuff because you got like the enigmatic gale is like you know picking a fucking dude to try to jokerify i don't i really still don't know what that guy is doing (laughs) but um being a menace yeah, he's like he's going around or whatever. There's just like fun, funny stuff of him like pretending to be people, like trying pretending to be this person or whatever to like get this guy. And the Shobuhan going around being silly. Um, they introduce things like th- there's like a couple things that are very Genarabuchi, like the one woman in the main cast or whatever, like is like, wow, I'm finally happy, and then gets murdered or whatever. Uh. But it wasn't that bad or anything. I think it was fine. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I really recommend it because I think, like, the main thing that we were complaining about in the first season was a lot of use of CGI, and it was hard to tell what's going on. Um, and I think they really fixed it. They really turned it around in that second season. I think it's impressive genuinely consistently like all of the little candles they have set up everywhere the wind effects like the way that everything is 
every basically everything is practical mm-hmm. as opposed to like relying on the cgi so like there's all this cool stuff going on with the swords they still do the funny like you know cgi sword glow thing stuff but a lot more of it is just like doing fun stuff with the puppets that they have and stuff like they go out of their way to give one of the puppets teeth so that he can make like fucked up grins all the time and it's really funny like they just add the teeth to his model or whatever and it's like stuff like that like they make disheveled versions of all the puppets like it really makes it feel a lot more alive and fun and i i really was impressed by it because i was thinking like okay well you know the initial gimmick of it will have worn off but they just get better and better and it's really fun um yeah it's uh it's really good and i recommend it a lot um if you like that first one at all i did enjoy the first season so i will perhaps go to the other ones eventually i i think that the second one is really like easy to pick up and watch i think compared mm-hmm. to the first one I, I think it really is also just like less loaded okay i think that that really is its strength because they don't have to introduce anyone anymore like i said like right, it's right. just you you know shobohan you know that he has all these swords or whatever so we're just gonna fuck around with that now mm. um but yeah um y'all are watching the uncle show i think i'm like two episodes behind one episode behind but I, I I think it's uh pretty good. The last episode I watched was the one where he changed into his elf girlfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty funny. I liked uh I liked the <laughs> the fucking tails bit a lot. Uh where he's like where his name is his tails, his full name is Miles Tails Prower. Oh yeah. <laughs> fucking christ uh but yeah what do do y'all think about that right now i i still enjoy it um i think because what is it they're currently on episode six right now and uh the last two episodes five and six i've sort of just been like focused more on giving a bit more backstory just like okay what exactly was it that like um the uncle's doing while in the other world and in the middle of all the gags like you find out oh okay when he's like dying basically because he's getting owned so fucking hard um he realized like the the whole bit of like oh you know when you go to the other world you might be able to have like your own like skill You, you like you'll have a wish granted and that'll help you in your journeys to come. Because basically, th- there is um, an interaction with the uh, ice lady again who comes up. Mm-hmm. We're basically like in the memories, they're just like looking through, and it's like, oh, somehow Japan gets mentioned. And it's like, do they know about Japan? What's going on here? And. Let's slip like, oh, uh, my legend, or in the legends of the Ice Clan, you know, someone came from this realm of Japan, uh, wished for this power, and that's how the Ice Sword came to be, yada, yada, yada. Um, For the uncle's case, he was, like, dying in prison, and was kind of just like, man, I just wish people, like, understood me. And that basically gets misconstrued as just, like, translation. 
And that ultimately means, like, oh, I can, like, understand anybody or anything, including the spirits in the world, and that's how I get my magic powers. I just, like, I'm literally asking the elementals to, like, help me out. And, I, one, I think that is a legitimately, like, fun twist on just any sort of, like, magical power-up. Because he still deals with shit. He is still, like, a miserable man in mm. uh, this other world. But you at least recognize, like, oh, that's why he can just do, like, god magic right off the cuff. Because he's just asking for help from spirits, basically. And, like... And that's the way that he is understanding the world, where it's sort of just, like, a communication with the ethereal, where, like, um, they go back and talk about, oh, yeah, the barrier um, city, and how everyone's sort of just, like, it just works. Mm. Who cares? Well, he's kind of just like, oh, yeah, I can just, like, talk to the spirits that deal with the barrier. Let's go fix this up. <laughs> <laughs> like, a greater understanding of the world around him, but... People will still just... I, I think it does a good job of just explaining the fact that, like, people in this world fucking suck. <laughs> like, no one wants to talk. No one wants to do shit. <laughs> it's just bigoted hellhole. And sure. this dude is at least managing to survive it. I have, like, some concerns about, like, the jokes wearing thin. Like, so far it hasn't at all. But I'm like, I'm wondering if this is a, um, what was the show? I can't remember, something very similar to this, where it was just like, eventually it's like, yeah, okay, I get what the joke's going to be. Yeah, I, I will say, I am still very much enjoying this show, but also, like, I'm not going to be biting at the bit for a second season, basically. I'm just like, yeah, yeah is, it's it's good that this exists, it's funny, but I'm I'm going to be one and done, basically. Yeah, like, it's nowhere near as bad as that. The only thing I can think of is, like, God, remember the fucking overcautious hero show I fucking hated? But it's, like, <laughs> something like that to a degree where it's just, like, okay, I get the joke or whatever. But here it's, like, at least they're putting a lot of effort into every joke instead of just, you know, being lazy with it. Um, I mean, there's at least multiple avenues that you could take it where it's, like, there. the last few episodes went on to the fact where it's, like, this dude is just unfortunately creep looking or like is yeah in a way where like you try to get him into some sort of a scenario it will look wrong like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time which is hilarious because this man does not care about like anything no like the least horny man hmm. in what you would like assume to be a stereotype of like horny adventurers I, I, I said it on Twitter a bit ago, you know, I, I Uncle from Another World can absolutely have all the sex jokes it can, uh, because guess what? They're actually funny. <laughs> They're really funny. And again, it's not like this weird, like, power fantasy. It's just like, I don't know, again, like, the, the fantasy, if anything, is like, oh, what if, like, I had a relative that came back from this insane experience and was just like re not, not just like rehabilitating himself to like you know reality and just the fact that 20 years have passed but also just making a connection that 
you know, just was not there. And they still bring it up every now and again, like, oh, yeah, this uncle being comatose, like, ruined his nephew's family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of the reality of, like, we need to keep having him on life support, and how much does that cost? But outside of that, you know, it... I, I do like the heartfelt moments as well of just like yeah, it, it's everyone's hanging out, everyone's having a good time. The uncle like can genuinely see like okay, like the two of you were trying to have something, but I wasn't around to know the full extent of it. So let like if there's any way that I could help now, let me know. There was um a lot to think about with the flashbacks or whatever to their childhood. <laughs> uh, you know, just really cerebral stuff. Yeah. Sometimes kids are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, fucking let me tell you something that has been driving me insane since yesterday. They do Let's these hear. little product. They do these little production notes from the producer for Dawn Brothers, mm-hmm. and they put out a fucking note yesterday. That was like, here I'll just read the whole note. <clears throat> the Dawn Brothers seem to be running at full speed all the time, but July and August were a moratorium period because of summer vacation and the release of the movie. The relationships remained the same, and there was no new information. And no important characters die. It seems to be running out of control. But so far, it's just been going straight down the Autobahn. The limiter is lifted. We will leave the paved road and split into the Beast Road. During the month of September, we plan to stay in the realm of the Beast Road. But beyond that, we may venture out into the Great Wilderness. A place that has never been explored before. (laughs) And I don't know what that means. And it's really scary. (laughs) They do um, not know about the Beast Road. I'm just obsessed with, like, we're going to stay in the realm of the Beast Road. I don't know what that means. Um, Dawn Brothers is an insane program. I don't know. Are, are, are you, have you caught up yet, Maverick? Uh, what were the last episodes that I caught? I got it right here on my funny little drive, because uh, I am up to episode... It'll tell me. It'll just tell me. 21. Okay, so you're like almost caught up because they're only they're only on like twenty five right now. Oh, okay. Then yeah, there are a few more that um, I gotta get to. But it's fucking insane. It's an insane program. They're always doing insane things, and the notion that they were like, yeah, we weren't really doing much is like terrifying to me <laughs> that they think <laughs> that. Um, I think that every uh, every anime, every TV show needs production notes like this. Uh, is my stance right now because I just like I think about like how people were really like laughing that Kojima was posting about Licorice Recoil right and it's just like we need like more like creators slash like the people working on these shows to just drop some insane shit Mm -hmm. week to week and I think that will do a lot for society and our understanding of media Because it's just, (laughs) 
the beast road and then we'll venture out into the wilderness that no one has seen before like what the fuck does that mean have they popped off on anything about the bestials yet no so i assume that they're talking about the bestials yeah they introduced the bestials in like episode eight and doesn't even do anything with it this whole time I think it means whatever it, you need it to mean. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it, and that's what we need. We need more more creators creating these interpretive notes before each episode. I think it'll it would will do a lot. Um, yeah, Don Brothers is good, is what I'm going to say. I think uh, I said this last time, but once you get to like episode like twelve, they really find a good solid pace, and I think everyone. Like, all the characters are interacting with each other. You know what their deal is. And everything is still insane, but, like, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a, a groundedness to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you, can, you can parse what's happening. Like, there was this, just, they just did an insane episode where um, the main character, Momotaro, or Momotaro, yeah, just Momotaro, he can't lie because he's, like, a fairy guy, right? So he just, he can't lie. Um, so like they had, there was a situation where he had to pretend to be this woman's son because she had just like lost her mind or something. I don't really know, but it's just like, it was an insane episode. It was an insane prospect for like this type of show to just do, do an episode like this and then randomly have fights and stuff, but they just make it like fun because all of the Dawn brothers are insane. All of them. Every single character has some insanity to them and they don't act normal. And it's, it's just so much more fun than any of the other Sentai stuff I've seen. It has just such a chaotic nature to it. Which do also, they, like, I could uh, say, like, do they yeah? fix their audio yet? I, not all the way. Like, I, I am not a sickler for that, but this is the show that made me actually, like, learn when to pick up just weird audio levels or just like mixing it's a problem with like a lot of modern shows but like animes mostly avoided it i think um animes like it, it is the most pronounced here yeah maybe like definitely with the way that i'm consuming it where it's not like oh i'm watching this like in a living room tv or whatever yeah, so we, um, I noticed it as well because, um, we are, um, me and my wife watch it over Discord with other people. Um, and we're watching it on a TV that has speakers and making sure that it doesn't pick up on the other, on the mic or whatever, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are definitely having to adjust the volume constantly because it's just mixed so weird and so inconsistently. Like a sword slash will suddenly happen and it's like 80,000 times louder than anything was before. You sometimes get just like weird mic pickups as well. Like it, it is. Yeah, just all of a sudden one of them's like insanely loud. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, those mics are fucking hot. And like with all of the toku that I've seen beforehand, never noticed it before. I, I like, I don't know if it's specifically this show. The I think it of is. Like COVID. Honestly. But I don't, the whole production is insane for this show in general, I think. Like, I, it's doing very well, which is surprising. Like, I think it's probably one of the most successful modern Sentai shows of the last few years. Um, but it's like, uh, they did, 
it's actually f- funny. I was at, <laughs> they did an episode like a few weeks ago that was like, oh, like they're in the middle of a fight and then they just stop fighting. And the girl goes, come on, stop fighting. You got to save it for the movie. And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? And then I looked it up and it was like, oh, the movie came out the next day, huh. like in theaters. And it's just like, <laughs> like, I've never seen a common writer show be like, well, we can't do this because the movie's coming out, you know? It, it, I feel like it really is like Sentai is such a tighter budget. Yeah, or I don't know. It's weird to like pick. Th- it's weird to think about. And I'm at least glad that Sentai is just having a what seems like, you know, a lot of people looked at it as, like, the Hail Mary series. Like, if this didn't do well, Sentai is probably going to be over in, like, the next five years. But who knows, you know. I, I, I don't like thinking about a future where Sentai is not a thing. Or, like, yeah, where this is just, like, a past um, And like there's trend. only Kamen Rider, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They bring different things to the table. They bring different things to the table, but overall, like, I just want more tokusatsu to be around just because it's that thing of wanting practical effects and... Yeah, because, right, because there's such a void of it, right? Like, even for all the CGI that, like, modern Sentai and Kamen Rider stuff use, like, Dawn Brothers, fucking look at Dawn Brothers, it's like, they still have practical effects. Like, they still do a ton of, like, silly fuck around stuff and it's just like that's such a thing that is missing from modern everything (laughs) yeah i mean it's good that it's bad i never want it to be good cgi (laughs) Uh, um i'll just say this right real quick because i don't have much to say about it too i also revise finished um how was that because i have heard that it did not have a strong finish. No, I think they really didn't know what they were doing near the end. Uh, I think I still I still stand by. I think the first like half of that show is really really good solid stuff. I think the la- like the up to the three quarters mark is still like pretty fun character work, pretty fun stuff doing, and then they just had no idea what to do. Um, that sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's like. Most common Rider shows don't know what they're doing at the end, because obviously it's all week-to-week stuff. But this one was, like, a special case of, like, you got stuff like characters just becoming evil for no reason. Like, uh, contrived fights. Like, there's this thing where they beat... Like, there's this common Rider trope, right? Where they beat the final boss, and then it turns out, oh, you didn't actually beat the final boss or whatever, right? And there's five more episodes or something, right? Yeah. But Revice did... You beat the final boss all of a sudden on like episode forty three, and it was like oh, okay. And then they do like a like a two month time skip, and then they just go oh the final boss is back, and then they beat him in that episode again. All right. Oh okay. And then again, there's six more episodes. Uh, so they just ended up having like one of the dudes just become evil for no reason. And it was like, it was sucked because it's like a really cool suit that they gave him. It's like all animal themed and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just, it didn't mean anything. 
And that's the problem in Kamen Rider. It has to mean something, you know? That's how you get hype about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was very disappointing. I hope Geats is better. I, I'm very excited to see Geats, knowing the writer is the Kamen Rider build. Uh, or it's not the build one, it's the 011, which I started recently. Sorry. Zero mm, uh, one and X Aid, which a lot of people like both of those. A lot of people um, love X Aid. It seems like it's really going like it, it seems like it has a better conceit that'll allow for pacing. And also yeah. it's not an anniversary show. Yeah, thank fucking God for that. Because like it really made a lot of the revised suits like like as fun as it was to see like haha, look, it's like the Forza Gorilla one or whatever. It's like Okay, but, like, that means nothing. Like, it doesn't mean anything when you're just saying, let's count up the sins or whatever, just because you're a flying guy. Like, that... Like, I'll pop a little, but, yeah, it's, it's got to yeah, mean like, something. Yeah, it's got to mean something. Um, it's, just, it's just so silly when they just did Zio, you know? Like, that's literally the one where they bring back all the actors and do stuff. Like, yeah. that's fine. You can, you can have one you could have one one that i'm thinking uh, of watching or not even specifically any series like i'm thinking about a movie it's the one of the saber um zen kaiger crossover movies i'm thinking about watching it specifically because like once you figure out what it's about it apparently is just like one of the best ones in that whole just it, it just becomes so personal in a mm. way that just feels very like that i'm curious to actually see i've been thinking of watching saber saber itself recently because my wife was just finishing it uh semi-recently and it seemed fun i like this that there's a woman in there who has a cool red trench coat who i think is really <laughs> cool yeah that's neat Oh yeah, I've been watching that too. The girls, Common Rider, Common Common uh, Rider, Jean and Aguilera with girls remix. Oh yeah, I heard that that was out. How is it? It's <laughs> it's very funny. I don't know. All right, <laughs> they have like I got don't know. They have like all the girl Common Riders, and they just sort of fuck around, and they're just like weird plot. They have fucking Common Rider. They have they have Black Satan from Common Rider Stronger. All right. It, which is just looks like the most like eighties ass tokusatsu design for a villain, which is fun. Um, and it's just, it's very girls like Aki. It's really funny because like, it's all the modern girls, right? So they're all common riders, right? They all have suits and stuff and are fighting. But then you also have Akiko there from Double, and it's like, she's just hanging out. She doesn't really do anything because she's from an era where common rider writers still hated women. Yeah, definitely um, something. Yeah, God, but it's so fun. Sure, sure wish they could have brought back the uh, Forze uh, girl, the goth one or the the Genki one. The Genki one, yeah, yeah, the Genki one. My f- the thing that I I keep thinking about with the Genki girl in Forze is still that late episode reveal, like episode fucking forty four, that her family is just racist. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, where it's just, like, her family just dresses up in, like, various cultural outfits for fun. 
all the mm-hmm. time and like does funny voices and it was just like what the fuck is this oh that's it was like, interesting it was like taking the um you know how like an uh o's they have the themed restaurant or whatever with like for the different food all the time it's like taking that to the extreme in oh, a bad God. way i mean it's weird how that's sort of like just reality but in like a other way Mm-hmm. god i rip it's such a shame that she died and now that someone looks exactly like her is doing film for the uh, happy science cult Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Honestly, again, shouts out to that dude that just blew out Jinzo Abe's back. I for real, <laughs> genuinely. I, I've like, been the, the polling no- numbers that you see of people just actively like, hey, this sucks. I'd... The stuff that we've just sort of let like happen. Yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, I am, this is, it is heartening to see such a successful assassination happen. <laughs> I am like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really hopeful to see, a, like, especially in a place with as many insane conservative old people as Japan, uh, seeing people be like, enough is enough. It's really, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. It's good. I'm I, I, that you know that lets me say fucking they are putting the fucking assassination joke episode of Teppin out. Finally, like, I can go week. back. Yeah, you can go back and get the rich life. I just think that's so fucking funny because <laughs> I think about like all the canceled episodes of Pokemon because of earthquakes and stuff, and they were just like here, they're just like fuck it, <laughs> we can get away with it. They're kind of just like uh, all right, let's you know out of respect quote unquote and then just like all right let, let's just put it out now let's uh i, I guess we, we can keep this a short episode like we said i guess realistically yeah. since we're all taking easy like we're watching fucking rakugo like i'm i want to make this clear i'm enjoying rakugo a great deal i'm sorry that i gave us such like an intense long <laughs> series sort of yeah because it, 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 it it's pretty intense it starts out yeah. with a movie as well, yeah. But it's, uh, it's fucked I, up that I wanted it to keep going. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. You watched the super long one too, right, Maverick? Like the Blu-ray one. Yeah, no, I downloaded it, uh, yeah. and to make sure, like, because it is wild. Um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll probably get into it more, but it's just like I remembered, you know, seeing the series. Um early on because someone had recommended it and i'm like oh this seems neat let me get something that seems like sophisticated in me this being like you know six years ago probably and i definitely enjoyed it but i could not remember for the life of me what i saw now getting the chance to rewatch it with a bit more just like clarity and like Mm -hmm. I, i don't know like not having to see it for the sake of like oh this is going to be such a cool thing to add to my card. Like, it's just really good presentation. And I think the director's cut does a lot to highlight what it wants to. And I'm just really eager to get back into 
just remembering actually how the series went. Yeah, I'm I'm interested with the stuff that my wife talks about with uh, the um, how it goes because she's a big fan of it, and that's kind of why I picked it. I was like, oh, I should finally watch this. Um, I I think I just I'm very fascinated by this learning about that uh, that type of uh, cultural like expression that uh not a lot of works get into like there's not even a lot of like american works that go into like really specific american traditions and stuff like that you know stuff like that just i'm always fascinated by really specific time period ideas and stuff i mean the question has to be asked what is like the american equivalent yeah if if yeah. there is any at all avid and costello <laughs> Yeah, like, like in a sense, it's definitely sort of like vaudeville. But yeah. how my other thought would maybe be like animation, and specifically the way that like rubber hose cartoons. Sure. And yeah, I, I had been watching like a series, sort of like documenting the evolution of Looney Tunes over the years, and just sort of the fact that like it was a very specific look at the United States, not from just a outward perspective, like what the cartoons were actually about, but also learning about like the working conditions of animators, the things that they cared about, the ways that they wanted to either like half hour, not half hour, become involved in things. And and we, we talk about the way animators really have a shit deal nowadays in terms of just like what is available when you try and look at an industry opportunity. Hmm. And I mean, this past month has just been a reminder that like, oh man, we do not care about animation in like a... People that are in charge of things do not care about animation. Mm -hmm. It is just seen as something that is easy to write off. And to contrast that to like back then where... It was still definitely a thing where it's like, oh, let's add a cartoon to like the theater and have it ready to go in front of another movie or another reel. Like it'll it'll be a part of our like viewing for the day. But then it's like, who who do I work for? These people that are very much still obsessed with money, but at least recognize that like, oh, I gotta keep my clients happy. This person that is like actively trying to be a father figure, but then is also anti union anti-communist and just like does not want me to actually feel like i have a stake in this company so so much shit and there is a similar politicking i would say that we sort of see in rakugo but Mm. it's sort of like in its own way and i mean in its own really um like significance like and again, getting into it for next episode, it is it is another focus on sort of just like post-war um, revitalization and efforts to understand more or less like what it means to be a Japanese person like in that now of the mm-hmm. 90, like 50s, 60s and onward. I'm very excited to talk about it next time. Yeah. I... Uh... You love to think. Thinking is fun. 
thinking's fun. It's also fun to not think sometimes, which... <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. I mean, licorice recoil has really been showing me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you think about licorice recoil too much, uh, which I might possibly do, <laughs> you might run into some problems. It It is at least, like, in a thing where I'm still enjoying it. I'm gl- I am surprised that I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I think the way the way that my wife put it, I think, is really how I feel about it. it, it it's like a triple A video game as an anime. Mm. That is how I feel about it. Extremely comfort comfort food styled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, and I mean, like, it just works that you care about the characters. Mm-hmm. And is also another one where like they have definitely hit like the stakes. For this last, like, sliver of the uh, season. Because... Yeah. Basically, there's another time one, like, talks clicking... Talks clicking, this MF. <laughs> clock's I mean, talk ticking. clicking works. Yeah. But no, the clock is ticking for Chisato, and it's kind of just like, oh god, what's gonna happen? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I think the the way that the these next episodes go will make or break this show completely. It is not a show where like if if the next episodes are like bad or like mediocre or whatever, I'll come out the other end being like, well, that was good. I think if the if they're like bad or like whatever, like just okay, like I think my opinion on Liquor's Recoil will probably go down. I mean. Um, I have a hard but time I, I, thinking what bad would look like for this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that that's what I was going to say. It's like, I don't think it will be bad. I th- I'm sure it'll be just fine. But it's like, I, I worry because original anime, you know? Well, like I'm what's always scary saying. is that it's consistent. <laughs> yeah, it has been pretty consistent. Like, it's, you, you, know, you don't see this. Like, it really feels like they did think it through everything before they, mm-hmm. you know, made it. Uh, in a way that's surprising like they wanted to just make a funny little show about these funny little people and um i have my problems with the like yuri bait nature of it as much as i am loath to use that word ever but like yeah I, I, they at least added in the gay dad's angle right in a way that i appreciated because most things don't go all the way to just showing like <laughs> like, like and Yoshi you can have in implied dads but yeah like literally showing them at a hotel together like all right like oh hey check it out it's our daughter yeah yeah like he literally says that like that's great like yeah yeah that was really good and i think it's cool that he's like bad too like you know like i think that's a fun thing they don't really do like it in these shows when they have like in anime specifically a lot of the times when they have like the things they don't usually have it be like this complicated estrangement usually i think when they're trying to do gay rep type stuff they usually just try to make it very either either fluffy or like completely deranged and i think this is a much more grounded uh way to present all of that I think, like, I've seen the comparison of, like, oh, this is anime John Wick. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think there is a good level of world building, but not 
To the point of having to explain everything. Yeah. Like, you only need to know what is important. Like, here, you know, is the licorice. Yes, there is, like, a guy equivalent. We don't really care. Just state that it's there, you know. Who is this person? Yeah. Oh, connected to this organization. There's enough... I have an idea to talk about, like, why this organization exists and whatnot. Yeah, and they, and they don't get caught up in the minutia of, like, shit like her fucking insane cyborg heart, right? Like, it's yeah. just, like, just accept it. It's fun. It's just, it's hey, fine. this happened. Like, the backstory is, we managed it. We will, <laughs> like, through the grace of just science, we have managed it. However, here's this caveat, which, you know, has already kind of been, like, um insinuated yeah yeah I, I think it is a pretty i think it's a pretty good show Definitely, I, it's easily one of the better original anime series i have seen in the last few years from an animation standpoint probably the best one wow. yeah because it, it just it looks it looks fantastic it really does huh um yeah, we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, I think it's just, like, I don't think I would be as mad as I am about, like, the lack of, like, raw, like, gayness between these two women if I hadn't just watched Birdie Wing. No, that's fair. And, I mean, I am more, like, forgiving of it, if only because part of it is also the fact that talking is just learning how to, like, open up. Yeah, in emote in general, yeah, and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, th- like, this is quite literally, like, how do I teach this child assassin to, like, just be dependent on somebody else? And then does that, like, vulnerability lead to something greater? Yeah. I sure I think- hope so. Yeah, my problem is really just, like, in that last episode or whatever, when it's like, oh, we're saying goodbye or whatever, and they just do, like, to show their their affection, they do, like, the weakest fist bump of all time. Hmm. I was just like, wow. Like, it's fine for, like, talking to be like that, but I think it does not suit Shisato's character for that stuff to make sense. I mean, she did give her her scarf. Yeah, but, like, in Birdie Wing... Do you remember when Eve fucking goes to Japan and instantly hits on two women and takes them out on a date? I mean, yeah, but that's Eve. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's Eve. Eve is I not s- trained uh, to like uphold the um, sanctity of Japan while finding out her own mission. Eve is from the tough streets of Nar- Narfreese. Nefris, yeah. Yeah, the tough streets of Nefris playing golf and threatening to kill people in golf. Well, well, I just, I, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm always going to withhold my judgment to the end. I, I'm being hopeful. I'm, I'm holding out hope. Hmm. Um,. Then, uh, Maverick, is there anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, wrap it up here? Uh, you know, I've still been on my Haikyuu rewatch. I am now up to, like, the most latest season, because I've just rocketed through it over the last week. Nice. Yeah. Like, the manga started back in 2012, and so I definitely feel 
a kin like a kinship if only because I'm as old as the main characters. And I remember when like it was my freshman year and I started something and it felt like when I'm doing this it's the entire world nothing else matters. And to see that like excitement again like it rocks. It also has become much easier to relate to like uh coach Ukai who in this like in the show is 26. And so it's like, oh, wow, yeah. When you're a decade removed from high school, like, seeing it in another perspective, there's a nostalgia to it, but then it's also just, like, what stays, what changes, what, like, what are the ways that, like, you still have an effect on just, like, this world that you're a part of? And I thought it was just nice to see sort of, like, the contrast between those two moments. Hmm. It's also just really I fucking think, good. I think it's good to just get a show like that on your fucking plate that you can just burn through super easy. Yeah. The, the smartest thing the they did thing. was just relegate the Shiratori Zawa match to like its own 10 episode season. That does sound good. Just, it just one match space. for the whole season. Yep, gives enough space. They did condense into a movie, which I think also does work because those are like two hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, overall the pacing does never feels like off. If anything, nice. looking at like what'll be there for future movies, like the last two movies, we'll do less flashbacks, I think, and it'll just be like here is everything that we're just wrapping up. Cool. Yeah. Um. Um. So um, we do yeah. have this piece from uh, LV. I was LV gonna was say, yeah. Do Do you want to uh, read this thing that LV gave us? Since LV's not here again, I could read it. Offered uh, yeah, this, go yeah, ahead, John. yeah, John. I you're you. I thank you for being the designated reader. Always. I was just thinking earlier. I was like, thank God that I have I'm John like, to read all this stuff for me. I'm like Ipo the reader up in this motherfucker. Well, that's good. From from Zelda CDI. That's the, you bring him the book and he can read it. More like John Reed Chonsky. Thanks. All right. So uh, this is in with regards to some crazy uh, anime related stuff that went down recently. Um, and I'll just I'll just read verbatim what Elvi wrote here. <clears throat> I recently watched Ray Mona's two-part video, The Western World of Sailor Moon. It's on YouTube, and I highly recommend it and her channel overall to anyone interested in discussions on old and or obscure media. For anyone who doesn't know, before Sailor Moon was distributed in North America, there was a proof of concept of an Americanized Saturday morning cartoon version of it. I clearly remember the time I myself first saw the shaky clip recording of the theme song shot at some convention panel years ago. This was during the era of old YouTube. It was the only evidence that something like this did exist. For a long time, nothing more was found beyond that clip, and people weren't sure if a whole episode is even made. Years later, Ray Mona ended up discovering the whole pilot was intact and preserved in the Library of Congress this whole time. So anyone can now easily watch this thing in its full, messy glory. Getting access to use and look at what's in the Library of Congress is actually pretty difficult. But apparently anything can get archived there, I guess. Even failed projects. 
What anime slash manga adjacent media would you want preserved in the Library of Congress? For instance, they have rare early print English versions of Astro Boy. But what other weird choices do you think have also been hiding in there for this whole time or should be in there? This whole thing brings to mind whether or not all these Americanized slash censored cuts of anime we grew up with should also be preserved and saved as their own thing. Like, I think the One Piece 4 Kids rap should be preserved. It was a cultural reset, TBH. I I really think that absolutely the Americanized things of all these anime and stuff should be preserved as just, like, a historical piece when hopefully in the future people realize how fucking insane that was, like, as a general rule. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if it's complete, but I do remember seeing... I, I, it might have been on archive.org. It might have had its own website. But there was a project going around trying to, quote-unquote, restore Tenshi Muyo to the Tanami oh, era. God. Yeah, like, re-edit it and, like, find the, the dub voices and all that. Like, put make it in HD, but have it be the version that was aired on Tanami. Hell yeah. I'm about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just... Like, I'm always thinking of, like, I know it's beaten in the dust as a talking point, but, like, how, like, the fucking insane, like, cousins thing from Sailor Moon, right? Like, mm-hmm. how that literally made it worse than them just being gay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think about how, you know, Discotheque is doing a lot of rescuing of stuff these days, and I'm a little bit yeah. bummed. I'm a little bit bummed that it looks like they're releasing Digimon. I think it is just the dub? Or just really? the sub. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. I think it's it's just one or the other. And I think that's kind of a bummer because, you know, I, I think it's good to just have all of that ready. And I know that, you know, they have space that they have to worry about because they are a smaller company. They can't just be printing things willy-nilly. I hope at, in the future maybe they'll, like, release a version of it that is the other, the other side of it. You know, I, again, I don't remember if it's dub for this one or so, but they should release all of it. Yeah. It's it's about keeping it all in circulation. It's uh, just about, available. Yeah, it needs to be available in some way. Um just for the history. Yeah, cuz like I was um recently uh, Netflix just announced they they're getting like fucking monster on there. And <laughs> I was like I was like god, that's great because fucking they haven't done anything with monster since they released DVDs in like 2002 and it's just yeah. like the only way to get that stuff is on like illegal sites where they have DVD rips and it's like Mm -hmm. in terrible quality and like bad subs because it's from an era of like really bad translation and stuff. And it's just like, we need to like get this better. They deserve better. We were just talking about that expendability of animation earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's very much that problem with that stuff. And it, it would be, I think all this stuff belongs there. In my ideal world, the Library of Congress just keeps all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, God, I recently trying to get through some stuff, and it's like, you see people lament, like, oh, man, I sure hope good subs come out for this show. And it's like, I think it is good that we are on the general path of, like, hey, if I have access to a VPN and just external storage... Fuck the idea of having to just buy something and accept the way that that's the only way I can purchase it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, it is also reliant. Uh, the the nature of sort of just acquiring uh, media secondhand, it, to an extent, is a popularity contest, which, you know, 
not specifically, oh, what's good, what's bad, but who the hell is seeding this stuff? Who the hell is providing mm-hmm. the actual files that people can then go ahead and download themselves? And it's difficult when you're trying to find stuff that is so off the beaten path or like it's something that you specifically remember and just wanting to have it in some other capacity like that is why i would probably buy a dvd or a blu-ray just to be able to say i have this available now because mm-hmm. like i don't know the the idea that everything will stay online it sure is crumbling now that we have seen oh no things will not stay online <laughs> Yeah. And like not every we're nowadays like you get so complacent with that you forget to have a master or you for, forget to have just like an actual cut that is clean and good to go for whatever like other distribution you can look towards. Yeah. And also like I don't know sometimes you just like to see ideas that are weird like I think so much about the version of IGPX that was like the original OVA where it was like a team battle like death game or whatever and the mechs had like the uh, like explorer hats and they were sort of just like off doing their own thing. It, It was such this weird idea that when like IGPX showed up on Toonami again and it was like this racing anime I was like no, that's not... I, I remember it when I was a kid. I was just like, that doesn't feel right. This sounds familiar, and this looks different. Because I didn't get that, like, oh, this is a scrapped idea that got retooled. Or just, like, repurposed. We need to be able to just... I... We need to abolish copyright law. It's <laughs> a thing. Like I yeah. know this is an obvious thing, but it's just like I just want there to be a way to for kids to experience to for anyone to experience what I did growing up where it was like my library just got fucking DVDs of any anime that was coming out basically and mm. I could just watch like all this horse shit all the time. <laughs> and it's just like everyone should have that ability, right? Like it's just like Everyone should have the ability to watch something just absolutely insane. I want them to catalog all of the commercials for, like, anime conventions. Oh, man. God. Because it's easy. Yeah, like, like, just stuff like that. That'd be great. Like, it's just, like, in my in the ideal world, like, the library is just cataloging what, what a year looked like, right? Like, that is... That is the ideal uh, archival piece. Like, you can get an idea of what specifically 2014 was like, you know? All the, like, the dumb, like, interstitials that you would have for, like, Kids WB and Fox Kids. Yeah. I'm just scrolling through the lost media archive for (laughs) anime. A lot of it is, uh is for english dub stuff you know like it, yeah. it would be it would be interesting to find like that harmony gold dragon ball english dub this sort oh, of thing all the vhs rips mm-hmm. i want yeah. a like distinct catalog of just every single vhs fan dub that was going off 
because that is a special space in its own right. And it's very funny to think about, like, someone in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, early 2000s going, all right, I'm going through this. I, I've got the script right here. They uh, Vegeta totally says the F slur right here. Uh, another one that uh, that I definitely got to bring up from this this lost media list here that we actually know exists because um, it was like I, I think like a college has access to it in the states even and they like use parts of it for a project it was the JoJo's Phantom Blood movie that like was apparently so bad that like like the rumor is that Iraqi like forbade it to be shown again or whatever but it still exists. And yeah, like there was like a film student that straight up was like, yeah, no, I've seen bits and pieces of it because we used it in our class for like a trailer editing, uh, like exercise or something. Yeah. You know, like it's just shit like that just exists. And like, yeah, I, I bet that is in the library of Congress, honestly. I mean, I also think to, like to expand it a little bit, every single like fan-made OVA that just ends up at, like, uh, like, mm. amateur convention. Or that did end up in an amateur convention and just is, like, nowhere, or is just, like, a very hard-to-find rip nowadays. If anything, this makes me think about the fact that my university had a very extensive media library. Like, my first year of college, I had a seminar on film and mm -hmm. part of it was just like, Oh, you know, I'll go ahead and like, just watch these movies. How I can't like fucking one of them was citizen Kane. And I bought it on like iTunes to watch on my Mac. And I was just like, Oh, this sucks. What's <laughs> this about? Like I, I was being very flippant about the material but then slowly the experience of like thinking, oh, let me just like carve out some time, go to the library, go to the media section, look up like the 400 blows, bicycle thieves. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of this Japanese film, like Tokyo or Osaka story might have been it. But just like actually doing the process of going in and archive, like checking out the archives. I wish I had done that a little bit more, had dug a little bit, like, deeper just for my own, like, personal enjoyment. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, as someone who habitually goes on ya nowadays, it's like, damn, I wish I had this just in an easier-to-access location. Or in just an availability that made it easy to, like, go and, like, pick it all up. Mm -hmm. I simply hope that this stuff becomes more normal soon like i i really do because it is like hearing about all this warner brothers discovery stuff is like very depressing and just knowing like hell like i know they just they just fixed it i think after we watched it they just re-added kids on the slope to something or whatever mm -hmm. but like just so, being yeah. like when we were going to watch it and just being like oh well they have the page here on crunchyroll but it's just fucking gone is like it's hell it's just hell just 
I long for a world where we actually utilize our technology for good. Yeah. Instead of just arbitrarily deciding that we shouldn't use it. <sighs> um, but yeah, I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah. Um, Did uh, anybody come in with a neat little question? I don't think so when I was taking a quick look at no. it. Word. Um, so yeah. Um, like we said before, uh, we're fucking watching Rakugo show, which I will tell you the full name of right now. It is... Uh, Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. It's out there on Crunchyroll. You can find it downloaded for the uh, Blu-ray better edited uh, version as well, um, if you feel like it. Um, we're just watching the first season of that. There is a second season. Don't get confused by that, because Crunchyroll defaults to showing you the second season, I think. At least it did for me, for some reason. Weird. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to watch that. Um, extending questions at uh, videogamechuchu.tumblr.com slash ask as always and uh, you know patreon.com slash vgcc three dollars gets you everything one week early so on and so forth um, thank you both for joining me and having this nice quick little little chat talk about um, yeah we'll see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks Works